Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. Now, you may have sailed on an ocean cruise or a luxury cruise, but have you ever wondered what it would be like to sail rebellious lux? Speaking at the Clear Cruise Conference 2019, just before Sir Richard Branson's grand surprise entrance, Virgin Voyages CEO Tom McAlpin sat down with Lucy Huxley to talk about how the cruise line is ready to break the mold. Enjoy. Tom, welcome to Hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Great to be here. Um, So it's really exciting that you're here. I called you the new kid on the block, and our theme, of course, is is next generation. So I guess, you know, you started Disney Cruise Line, you're now looking after Virgin. So what do you see as the next generation of of the cruise industry? Sure, happy to uh, to answer that. But first, let me just say, uh, thank you for having me. Welcome to everyone. Uh, You know, Virgin brand is very well known, especially here in the UK. Um, but we don't have great awareness for Virgin Voyages, so it's all of your responsibility to help us on that journey to get out there and spread that message about Virgin Voyages. Let me tell you a little bit about how I see the, the industry, how it's developed. Tony uh, gave you a, a very good insight. And as we think about where the industry has come, we've seen great progress. We've seen great growth, consistent growth over the years. Um, and a lot of that is fueled by, obviously, incredible guest satisfaction, Uh, incredible repeat rates where people are coming back time and time again, which is great. The ships are bigger and bigger with more amenities on board. And I think what you see is there's been an incredible focus on hardware. So the technology is really focused on that hardware. When I sit back and look at it overall, as we did, we've probably spent more time uh, looking at this scientifically as we build this new business. As we look at it, the, the experience is very traditional and has changed a bit, but not at the same rate as we've seen the growth in the hardware. So we are taking a very scientific approach and trying to challenge everything that is out there. Not to say the industry is bad, because I continue to, to reinforce the fact that we wouldn't be here if this wasn't such a great industry. We are here to how do we make it better, and frankly, how do we appeal not to just cruisers, but how do we appeal to a whole new market? There are folks out there who like cruising but want something different, but there are a lot of people out there who haven't taken a cruise yet because of, of stigmas out there about uh, our industry. So we want to change that. Our aspiration is to be the world's m- most, most successful, the most uh, inclusive brand that is out there, the, most, the, the world's most irresistible brand. So that is our focus. So we challenge things like why do we have to wake up at 6.30 in the morning on the last day of a voyage? Why do we have to get up at, uh, by 10 o'clock and have our bags packed and, and out in the hallway, which kind of ruins the whole night? Again, cruise experience is great, but we're going to challenge those norms and, okay. and try to find different ways of doing things. All right. Well, you said that the current cruise industry isn't traditional, and you said it isn't bad, but you did once call it vanilla. You said everybody else is vanilla, and you were going to bring something much sexier to the industry. And obviously, you're... Um, some way through building your first ship, Scarlet Lady. So um, give us an idea uh, of how you're going to sex up the cruise industry. So first of all, there's nothing wrong with vanilla. It's one of my favorite <laughs> flavors. But why have oh. just vanilla when you can have so many different varieties? Okay. Okay. Uh, so we think about the industry again, about how do we create these, these curated experiences? How do we differentiate ourselves in everything that we do? Again, it's trying to, how do we attract New, newcomers to this industry. 
and it starts with our name. I mean, Virgin Cruises was just frankly too easy. Virgin Voyages says more about the journey that we're going to take you on. We want this to be not the best week of the year. We want this to be the best week of your life. So it starts with the name, but then the size of our ship. And you see a trend, as I said, bigger and bigger ships, and they've got you know, bells and whistles and gimmicks and things on there. But we are about building a, a, a mid-sized ship. When we talk to our, to our guests, our clientele, our target market was really concerned about scale and about mass. So we built ships that are 2,700 passengers, allow, allowing us to, to, to give you a more intimate experience. And when we look at our ship, we wanted these ships to be recognizable anywhere they go around the world. So we made them look different. Um, we took inspiration from, from super yachts. We want them to be recognized. When you go on board, we want the experience to be different. We have more than 20 eateries on board. We want that dining experience to be different. We have a theater that transforms into three different configurations during the voyage. So you get a more immersive type of experience. And in order to differentiate yourself, sometimes it's about what are you willing to give up? Yeah. And for us, you know, we said, we'll, we, we, we talked about developing this adult experience. That's hard to do when you have children on board. So we took a bold step and said, we're going to be for adults only. And will you always be adult only? Or will, you've got other ships coming well, down the line. So we, might you end up going and doing a family well, offering? We always have to, and when you start a new business, you always have to be flexible. But our plan is to be adult only. And the feedback that we're getting from first mates, uh, which is what we call all of you, our travel agents, um, and from our, from our sailors, it's an overwhelming response. Yes, that's what we want. Even moms. So are all the new us, ships coming will also be adult only. That's, that's, the, okay. that's the plan right now. Of all course, right. you know, we, we will adapt as the market uh, sees fit, and with anything we do, whatever the experience is, we have to be nimble. But that's our plan right now. And the feedback okay. has been fantastic because moms and dads need a vacation too. So uh, we're getting great feedback on that. So it's about how do you create a a completely different, a transfer, transformative experience on okay. board. And we found, and the research is, if we're able to do that, we can differentiate ourselves, and people are willing to pay for that. Okay. People are willing to pay a premium for that. I want to come back to the language you use and how you talk about people, but first of all, just in terms of that differentiation, you've actually created your own category. So when I remember asking, you know, are you going to be luxury or premium, you just talked about how it's a, a mid-sized ship, but you've called yourself rebellious lux. So I don't know whether you want to explain what that is. This is a naughty streak again. We've got a lot of naughty streaks here today. But what's, what does that mean? What does rebellious lux mean? Well, I t I'll tell you, you know, I get a lot of questions from people. Says, well, what category do you fit in? And we really don't see ourselves fitting in any one category, whether that's premium or luxury. We're different. We think there's a, a different category out and there. But do you think, and do you think the industry can cope with another category? Or yeah, is it, I think is they it more can confusing if, if you're the only one saying yeah, the we're category? Gonna, we're going to be different. We're going to set ourselves apart, and it's going to be so unique that they're going to want to be on board. Okay. So we, I'll tell you what it's not. What Rebellious Lux is, it, it's not marble as far as the eye can see, although we have focused a lot on our design. It, it's not about stuffy service with white gloves and a tuxedo. It's about making you feel like a rock star and giving you what you want when you want it and listening to your needs in a kind of a, a, place, a playful way. So it's really, it's always about quality, giving you a quality experience. It's never about nickel and diming you. So we don't want you to get a bill at the end of the, the voyage and say, what was all this stuff? So gratuities are included. We're more inclusive. Our basic beverage are included. included. Our fitness classes are included. Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is a is a we, we say it's a it's a basic 
human right today. So Wi-Fi is included. And, and we've talked to our, our guests, and this, they told us these are the things that they want to see. Okay. And so, okay, it's rebellious lux, and, but Tony mentioned that I've got to ask about the tattoo parlor sure. because it's, it's tattoos and piercings. So being devil's advocate, is, you know, some, some wouldn't see that as luxury. So how, how is that luxury? It's, it's not luxury. Okay. It's rebellious lux. Okay, that's the rebellious it's, side. That's the rebellious okay. side. So look, 25% of Americans and Brits have a tattoo. 25%. And think about that's of the whole population. If you think about our target market, it's much more than that. So tattoos used to be taboo, but it's mainstream today. It's a form of art. And, you know, not all art has been accepted by everyone. That's what makes it art. But it is mainstream. There are, there are world-famous tattoo artists that go around the globe. If, think about your celebrities and your athletes today. Um, it's very, very mainstream when people are accepting it. Now it's kind of a badge of honor. Now think about the, the last time you went and got a great craft cocktail. I, think, I don't think you can get a, craft, a great craft cocktail from a bartender who doesn't have a tattoo. So, look, it's, <laughs> it's not for everyone. I don't have tattoos. Will but you get one? That doesn't mean that, that I won't ever will get, get one. Will you get one? It in doesn't your, mean that in, I don't have on, pink hair hold either. Hold on. Will you live your brand? And will you get a tattoo I'll get one on if your you, ship? I'll get one if you get one. Hold I'm going to invite you to Sohoing. I don't work for Virgin Voyages. But I don't I'll have get to get one. I'll get one if you get one. <laughs> I might get one. Well, Tom, it'll, it'll say Tom right here on your yeah, list. Right. How about that? Okay. My son's called Tom, so I can get away Perfect. with that. Um, now, next generation, let's bring it back to that, because it's not just about the hardware. We talked a little bit about what you're going to have on board, but in terms of how you're going to you know, break the mold and do things differently with other things, like uh, I want to talk about the language you use, but also in terms of shore excursions or private islands, you know, the extension of the cruise. How are you going to break the mold there? Yeah. So, again, part of that research was how do we deliver something off the beaten path? People want to go to those unique places. You know, that's hard to do, because the reality is our ships are big. They have to, you know, they have to have an infrastructure behind them. But we spent a lot of time looking for the right destination. Um, as an example, we're going to Bimini. So mo ships have not gone to Bimini traditionally. It's a small island, but that's perfect for us, because it's not already overwhelmed with all the commercialization of the, the island. So um, you get to enjoy an authentic experience. Um, it's a bit off the beaten path. It's safe. You can wander around. You can explore on your own and enjoy all these fantastic water sports. That, I mean, they have some of the most beautiful turquoise waters that are, it's, it's just amazing. Um, but we have curated a, our very own Virgin Beach Club experience. And we took inspiration from the Mediterranean places like Saint-Tropez and Ibiza and created this very stylish, hip, cool place to go and either relax or have a great party. Um, and we've looked back to our roots, and our roots are, are in music and the record industry, and have partnered with folks that are going to bring that to life with great curated music experiences. Uh, DJs like Mark Ronson and, um, uh, and MK are going to be performing uh, at the Bimini Beach Club. So creating those great experiences. So even though Virgin is a very strong brand in its own right, you still see the value in partnering, as other cruise lines do, with you know, famous chefs or famous musicians or whatever it might well, be. Well, musicians, musicians are always a big part That's of big the experience, team. right? Okay. Chefs, not as much because we think that we can, we, we've partnered with folks who give us inspiration to help us develop those menus, but we've done some great, we took inspiration from some great properties that are outside the cruise industry, uh, companies like Ace Hotel and the Standard Hotel and Soho House, who 
create that you know, curated experience that is very stylish, very cool, very hip. And, uh, and you know, they, our brand is a lifestyle brand. Those are lifestyle brands as well. When you think of what Virgin, when you say Virgin, what does it mean? Well, it is stylish, it is fun, it is it's friendly, uh, and it is kind of an endearing and a playful way. Okay, and of course you've been on sale now for a while, so uh, you know, how is all this translating? Is it translating to sales, and what kind of people are actually booking? You know, is it special occasions? Is it you know, younger, are you getting to a lower, you know, younger demographic? So still very early, I would say there was, there was tremendous pent-up demand. We've seen a big surge. Uh, things are leveling off into a, a level that we're very comfortable with, uh, very happy with it. Um, we're seeing kind of the trends that we thought skewing a, a bit younger. Um, I think that as we get closer in, we'll continue to see that trend. We're still a year you know, away from the, our peak season. And you know, for our demographic, you know, it may be a little bit beyond their booking window, but we're very happy with the progress so far. And we're seeing, you know, obviously we're seeing a lot of our bookings in the, in the US. We're seeing them in big cities. We're seeing them in the UK uh, and in Canada, but we're also seeing bookings from all over the world, which is kind right, of surprising. Okay. All right, but let's talk about the UK since you're here and you talked about yeah. first mates and, uh, and your sailors and how you talk to travel agents. So um, how many agents have you managed to get signed up in the UK and how are, are the UK uh, guys doing for you? The UK bookings are very strong. You know, overall, in a very short period of time, we have signed up over 20,000 first mates who have registered on firstmates.com. If you haven't registered on firstmates.com, I encourage you to go out so there. So that's globally. How many in the UK? Uh, don't have that exact number. Very happy. But I'll tell you the trend that we're seeing is they're booking. So we have three uh, different itineraries. We have a, a five night uh, to Costa Maya and the, and the Mayan Riviera. We have a five night to Puerto Plata. And we have a, a four night, all of uh, to, to Cuba and then a five night to Cuba. So four, four itineraries in total. Um, the five nights are doing quite well. The beauty of having the five, five, four itinerary is that our folks who are doing a long haul travel from the UK are booking a lot of back-to-backs. Oh, really? So we're seeing okay. five nights com combined with, with a four, four night. So it gives okay. us a lot of flexibility. You can do a, a shorter itinerary and package that with a beautiful with a stay in Miami. Miami. Uh, Miami is a great brand fit for us. That's another kind of, we took inspiration from companies we also take inspiration from the cities that are out there who provide you know, a great variety of design, fantastic variety of entertainment, and for a fantastic variety of great places to eat. So great cities like Miami, Los Angeles, New York are great inspiration for, for our product. Okay, now when I interviewed you before, you did promise that you might bring Scarlet Promise Lady. might, or would I, was it? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna ask you. You said you would maybe bring Scarlet Lady to the UK. So I don't know whether you're any further with your plans, but you know, is there a chance that the UK market and agents might get a chance to see you're, your ship? You're really pressuring me, aren't you? Well, <laughs> I'm just doing my so job. We will take delivery of the, the, of the, the Scarlet Lady in Genoa, and we have to take her to the UK. And uh, I won't tell you where we'll take her in the UK, but we are going to bring her to the UK. And uh, <laughs> look, this is... This is a really, really important market. Our brand is, is very strong here, but the travel agent community, our, our first mates are really important to us. So we wanna bring her here to showcase. Um, we may bring her to more than one port. Um, we will certainly invite a lot of our, our first mates to come, come see the ship and to come party and have some fun. Um, we'll do that based upon how well you're booking and the registration and, and oh. the engagement. So I encourage There's you to get- an incentive. Uh, hey, we so gotta, we gotta throw a ship. 
When will this be? I know uh, you see. The first quarter of, of 2020. So, okay. so when she's repositioning, you'll know. In the March stop. time frame, yes. Okay, all right. So Great. on our way from Genoa to the US, we'll make a, we'll a, make a, couple a popover. A couple of calls, and you might go to a couple of calls I didn't say couple, I said a popover. You said you might go to more I than said, one I said I said one, I committed to, she's tough. <laughs> <laughs> she's like pulling those words out of my mouth. Well, no, you've confirmed it. We're delighted. We're, we're, we're looking forward to seeing her and all the things you've talked about. Uh, changing tack a little bit, one of the things I wanted to ask you, and I think people would want to know, is, is, is how involved Sir Richard Branson is in the business. Obviously, you know, I guess it was his baby, but you're running it. But I mean, does he have much involvement? Did he get involved in the design? So I've been working with, with uh, Richard uh, and the team for uh, over six years developing this. He is incredibly excited about this business. Um, he loves it. He wants to be more engaged. Wish he could be in Miami more often, but he can't. Uh, but he also, you know, knows how important this audience is uh, to to our success. So um, he's created a little video that he's made for us. Yes, so. I have. This is really exciting, everybody. So I'm delighted to tell you that Sir Richard Branson himself has made a video, especially for the 2019 Clear Conference, to speak to you guys. So should we take a look at it now? Okay. Cool. Here's someone. And you can already check out the second part of this interview on our podcasting page. Sir Richard Branson spoke to Lucy in episode 44 of our podcast. What are your thoughts on the upcoming Scarlet Lady? Are you hoping to hop on board yourself? Let us know across social media by using the hashtag ClearPod. That's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. That's all from us this week. Thanks for listening. My name's Toby Cruz. Happy cruising. <laughs>